Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Seen and Not Heard may not be appropriate for all audiences. Please see our show notes for episode-specific warnings and for access to the transcript. Please do. I want that delayed reaction text. <laughs> uh, hey, um, so thank you for this. This is so much fun. It is. I missed you. Aw, you totally have to come up and visit me sometime. I have a super comfy pull-out couch, and we'll drink our way through all the wineries around Charlottesville. That sounds... perfect. <laughs> I haven't been out of Richmond since, like, last September, seriously. Yeah, not like you've been busy or anything. Right? Such a dull year. <laughs> You're kicking ass, though. I'm certainly trying to. You know, D.C. has some pretty awesome restaurants, and that means restaurant jobs. You're very subtle, <laughs> Ivy. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. Oh, frequently, yes. That's my title. <laughs> if I played D&D, I would be Ivy the Subliminal. <laughs> All right, girly. This was so great. But if I don't get some sleep, I'll be a zombie at work tomorrow. Oh, damn, it got late. When did that happen? You know what they say about time flying? Yeah. Let's do this again soon, though. Yes! Bye! Bye. <sighs> it feels so good to talk to Ivy. It's like no time has passed. And... Even better, tomorrow is the thing at the art museum. It'll be the first event I've gone to since losing my hearing that I'm pretty sure I'll actually be able to participate in without feeling totally lost half the time. The whole next day, I keep giggling to myself, changing my outfit like a little kid playing dress-up. I'm practically floating, buzzing. It dawns on me that I have not been this excited for anything since before. I had forgotten how it feels to have butterflies in my stomach. Hey, you look nice. Thanks. So do you. Well, shall we? Yeah, yeah, let's go. I can't hear it, but I can see his mouth moving just a little and his fingers tapping while he's counting steps. I'm not quite sure what to do or say about that, if anything. I just hope once we get to the exhibition, he'll be distracted enough to relax. Wow. Wow. 
This is... Yeah, beautiful. I always feel like a little kid when I'm around really good art, you know? Like, I don't really understand it, but it feels like magic. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Oh, uh, there's a bar. I I'm gonna get a drink. Want anything? Hmm? Drink? No, I'm good. Thanks. Uh, bit of a line. Go look around. I'll catch up. Seeing this in person is almost overwhelming. Nothing like pictures I saw online. I kind of forget all about David because it's like my brain just turns off and takes in this art and doesn't have room for much else. There are paintings that go from the floor almost to the ceiling, massive and busy and full of explosions of color. In some, you can just barely make out the outline of something or someone, but you have to really concentrate to get it. I take my time and I look at everything, but there's one I keep going back to. I don't know why exactly, it's just captivating. I can't quite decipher the image hidden in it, and each time I try, I get distracted by how stunningly beautiful it is. Hi there. Oh, hi. You, uh, <laughs> you're the artist. I am. I'm Kit Sumner, and you? Bet. Bet Klein. Hi. <laughs> um, I saw you on TV, and your interpreter, too. I had never seen BSL in action before. I was so confused at first. <laughs> <laughs> am I right in assuming you know some American sign, then? Yeah, uh, I'm learning now, actually. That's lovely. It's going pretty well, I think. You seem drawn to this painting. I noticed you came back three times. If you don't mind me asking, what is it that caught your attention? I... I don't really know. It's just... It's so lovely. Well, thank you. I don't know much about art, but my friend does. Um, he's an artist himself, actually. He's... Uh, somewhere. Did he bring you here today? Oh, sorry? Your friend. He brought you here. Oh, um... No, I actually, um... I wanted to come to this thing because I'm... A little over a year ago, I lost most of my hearing. So it's been a lot of... I don't know... Learning how to exist like this. And when I saw you being interviewed, I was like... Wow, I really need to learn more about them because they've got this figured out. Because this is not the easiest adjustment, you know? I do know. I thought it might be interesting to get your perspective, since you weren't born deaf either. No, I wasn't. I'm sorry, is that too personal? Not at all. Ask anything you like. Uh, okay. Um, do you miss it? Miss my hearing, you mean? Yeah. Do you? Uh, yeah, all the time. You're in mourning. Um, I don't know if I... If, if mourning is exactly... That wasn't I... a question. Oh. <laughs> I think the idea of missing your hearing is a complicated one. The world isn't exactly the most accommodating, as I'm sure you've learned, and sometimes that frustration gets turned around onto myself. Do I sometimes wish I could hear certain things? Yeah, of course I do. But after almost an entire lifetime of deafness, that wish comes from a place of curiosity, not grief. I don't miss hearing, not exactly, because 
Well, I've found so many other ways to take in the world. See, I keep trying to do that. And I guess maybe I'm learning to, but... It's still very new to you. It's been over a year. And how long is a year? Not very. It's alright if you aren't jumping for joy about it just yet. First you have to be okay with it. Not thrilled, just okay. That's the first and hardest step. I wish I could just flip that switch. Sometimes I'm okay with it, I think. Maybe. But... Sometimes it's just really fucking hard. Oh, sorry. It's alright. It is really fucking hard. <laughs> um, how do you do it? Is it just about channeling it into the art? Or... Imagine you're in a garden full of every kind of flower you can imagine. All sorts of trees, fresh green grass, herbs, and the one thing that's missing are roses. Would you be bitter about that? Or even if you missed roses every day, could you still enjoy the garden? Right. Gotta count my blessings. It's trite, but it does help. Or it's a start, at least. And don't let anyone tell you not to miss the roses. You're allowed. You just can't let their absence stop you from living. Or from finding joy elsewhere. My rabbi would really like you. Best of luck, Bet. It was really lovely to meet you. You too. And... Thank you. I guess they didn't really tell me anything new, exactly. Having gone admittedly a bit irregularly to a therapist over the last year, I've heard variations on focus on the things you still have and can do plenty of times. Maybe I just needed to hear it from someone I wasn't paying. I wander around a bit more, trying to find David in the crowd, but no luck. I take a ridiculous selfie next to one of the paintings and send it to him with FIND ME in all caps. And when I don't hear back in a couple minutes, I assume maybe he had to step out and take a call or something. After my next loop around the gallery, I realize he left. I grab some water at the bar and I stay a little longer and try not to worry too much, but I send a couple more texts before I head home. He doesn't answer. That's a first. The next day, David shows up at my apartment around dinner time, totally unannounced, looking pretty rough. Hey. Hey. Uh, I would have texted you back, but phones are a whole thing right now, and I, it's I just... It's fine. Come in. Sit down. Thanks. I'm sorry about yesterday at the museum. I know how important that was, and I just... I, I feel like I blew it. I, I hope I didn't ruin it for you. Don't worry about it. I'm not mad or anything, but I am worried about you. What's going on? This happens sometimes. I gets out of hand. It takes me a while to get back on track. OCD is a sneaky little fucker. Did it just come out of nowhere, or...? No. Um, my mom tried to get in touch a little while back. Oh, shit. Just an email, but... Yeah... Did you read it? Yeah, I couldn't stop myself. It was the usual stuff. She's done this a couple times before. 
probably should have known better than to open it, but... Can't blame you. I wrote her back, told her to leave me alone, deleted everything. But yeah, it kind of shook my brain up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, of course it did. I've been staying up too late. I haven't really been able to paint, so... The museum was just... Too much? Yeah. I panicked. I'm sorry for not saying anything before. It's fine. Seriously. But... I mean, is there anything I could do? I I don't really know what's helpful for you. You don't have to... I know. Thanks. How much stuff have you counted just since you got here? Did you know that you have 42 Marvel trade paperbacks on your top bookshelf and it takes 39 steps to get from the corner to your front door so I had to go back and forth four more times to get the number divisible by five before I could walk inside? Oh. Uh, <laughs> my brain is a nightmare. If I cook you something, will you eat it? No kale, I promise. I'll try. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to insist that you curl up under this very fuzzy blanket I just impulse bought yesterday. You know, you don't actually have to go full Jewish mother on me. You showed up in this condition and you thought I wouldn't? Okay, fair. And, hey, I told you this once before, but I'll tell you again. You're not going to scare me off, okay? Whatever weird shit your brain is doing, you're stuck with me. (laughs) We're friends. I happen to love you, and I am worried about you, but I got you. Love you, too. Thank you. Now get cozy before I start really nagging you. Oh, this (laughs) is a nice blanket. So I have about a billion leftovers from a brunch thing I did pictures for. I could probably fancy them up, throw them in with some pasta. Sound good? Sounds perfect. Well, we should watch a movie too. Something fun. Wars, Trek, or Dust? Dust. Nice. Oh, also, before I forget, Hanukkah's coming up, and unsurprisingly, my family makes a big deal out of it. You want to come celebrate with us? If you're feeling up to it by then. That sounds nice. It'll be fun. We eat a frankly obscene amount of food, open some gifts, there's mild chaos. You'll love it. And as long as you don't ask for ketchup for the latkes, you'll fit right in. (laughs) Wait, why not ketchup? David Michael Ellis. What? For your sake, I'm going to pretend you did not just ask that. (laughs) Did I just ruin Hanukkah? (laughs) You get sour cream or applesauce. Choose wisely. Uh... Sour cream? A safe but respectable choice. Get comfy. I'll have dinner ready pretty fast. Can I help? Wow, that blanket didn't immobilize you? I took like a four-hour nap under it earlier. I'd say something along the lines of, no, just go relax, start the movie, but I'm guessing that's not an option. Yeah, my brain's on overdrive. Handle the pasta? I will not judge if you count noodles. Yes, chef. There's this thing my grandma used to say, which I'm considering getting as a tattoo, which I'm pretty sure would cause her to go full frumacera on me, but anyway, that's beside the point. She used to say, It means, you can't empty the ocean with a spoon. I heard it clear as day in my mind while I watched David painstakingly count out egg noodles. David's not able to make it to ASL class that week. 
is just too much. He texts me several apologies, and I keep telling him it's fine. I know he feels guilty, so I promise I'll get him caught up the next day. I take impeccable notes that night, by which I mean they're actually legible. While I'm putting my stuff away, James gets my attention. Hey, Bet, hang back for a second. Oh, sure. Hey, Sarah, uh, I'll catch up. What's up? Just checking in. Your sister's been a nice addition. I'm glad to see she's here. Yeah, me too. You're doing well in here. You know that, right? I feel like I'm getting better. You are. Seems like the grammar isn't causing you as many problems as it did before. I've been practicing. Writing sentences out in ASL grammar like you suggested. Uh, I think it helps. I've definitely noticed more confidence from you lately. Things going well outside of class, too? Yeah. Better. Very glad to hear that. I'm a lot more... okay with things, I think. It's great. Coming to the potluck this month? Planning to, yeah. I think Sarah will, too, if she's not too swamped with school stuff. And what gourmet dish can we expect this month? Uh, I really set the bar too high bringing volivants the first time. How do you even sign that? <laughs> you really did. And the volivants would be fingerspelled. You wouldn't mix French sign with American. Try it out. Uh, uh, uh like that? <laughs> yeah, you got it. Fingerspelling sucks. You have to be good at spelling to do it. You'll get to the point where you won't even realize you're doing it. You'll see. I guess I have to cook something even more impressive and harder to fingerspell now, huh? For the record, you're setting yourself that challenge, not me. My desperate attempts to be liked by making complicated food for people will be the death of me. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I think it worked. <laughs> have a nice week, Bet. Thanks, you too. Mom takes Hanukkah seriously. She grew up celebrating it alongside Christmas, and I think after she and Dad decided to raise us celebrating only Jewish holidays, she felt the need to make it... Well, if not as spectacular as Christmas, then at least special in a similar way. And damn if she did not always deliver. As we got older, Sarah and I got more and more involved, and now Hanukkah in my family is less of a festival of lights and more of a festival of the Klein family trying to outdo the previous year. We always host a big party to kick things off, and Mom asked if I could come by and help her with some decorations. So, I was thinking we'd start in the dining room and work our way out, and since everyone always seems to gather in the kitchen at parties, I want to do a little more decorating and, you know, reorganizing in there than I did last year. And I also thought we'd pull out the folding table and do a second food station in the den instead of just the one in the kitchen. And I was thinking maybe we'd put the, the small TV, the one that's in the basement right now, we'd put that in the office in case the kids want to watch a movie or something together. You know, they get bored easy. Hi, Mom. Oh, right. <laughs> Hi, honey. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, I pulled out a few boxes from last year. They're in the living room. Do you mind grabbing the one with the candles for me? Sure. Oh, did you find my Menorosaurus Rex? I was telling David about it. I think he'd get a kick out of it. Oh, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. Okay, I'll go peek. While I'm looking for the greatest menorah ever made, I happen to look over at the coffee table. There are two books on it, both from James's recommended reading list. One is about deaf culture, and the other is a basic ASL dictionary. 
Sarah must have left them when she was visiting a few days ago. Did you find it? What? Did you find your menorah? Uh, not yet. Hey, Sarah left some books here. I can take them. I'm seeing her tomorrow. Oh, no. Those are mine. They're... I emailed your teacher after Sarah started the class. I just thought I'd take a look at them. Mom. I'm not promising anything, but... Oh, yeah. It's, um... I appreciate it. Even just trying, that's... That means a lot to me. Thank you. Yes, well... I love you. So? I love you too. <laughs> Shit, who needs oil that lasts eight days? Look at this miracle. <laughs> oh, Betty. I'm kidding. Now hug me before I make some other smart-ass joke. Okay, well, um, I'll start setting out candles then. I'll put up the tables and chairs. Something, something teamwork. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I think... I think I might be... Okay. It's not that I think it's all sunshine and rainbows from here on out. It's not that I think this is going to be easy, or that I'm going to be able to fix David's hiccuping brain, or that I'll never fight with my family again, or that I'll never lose anyone or anything from now on. It's just that... Damn, you know what? Maybe I can actually do this. Life. Despite. Or... No, not despite. Along with. Life, despite the absence of roses, but along with the... God, there are so many things I can still have. Along with. Who knows where I'm going to end up. But right now... Right now, I don't care. Right now, I'm just... Bet Klein. And you know what? It's not a bad thing to be. I'm not a bad thing to be. Seen and Not Heard is written and directed by Caroline Minx, with music by Gavin Crockett and sound design by Tal Manier. This episode featured the voices of Chad Brockbrader as James, Cena Breyer as Elaine, Eleanor Gray as Kit, Daisy Gavada as Ivy, Sean Lenhart as David, and Caroline Minx as Bet. Follow us on Twitter at SeenNotHeardPod, or email us at SeenAndNotHeardPod at gmail.com. And thank you for joining us. Seen and Not Heard is produced in Central Virginia on unceded Appomattox territory.